Praise be unto the Lord. I'm thankful that we are in a truth-preaching, apostolic Pentecostal church where we still preach and teach the apostles' doctrine, which is repentance and water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Aren't you thankful for your heritage? Aren't you thankful for the word of the Lord being preached the right way here at Bethlehem? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I give glory to God on this morning. I'm excited about the word of the Lord this morning. Pastor V is not here because he is preaching at another church at Brother, Blue Mount, uh, at Brother McKnight's uh, old church at Blue Mountain. Brother Blue Mountain. How about that? I'm not nervous at all. But he's, he's out preaching for where Brother McKnight used to pastor. So if you would say a prayer for him when we pray over this service as well. And I know God's going to use him mightily. But today I'm just to fill in. There's a lot of people here that could preach a lot better than me. Bishop could tear it up. Brother Carson could tear it up. But today this is my assignment. So I'm going to obey the Lord. Let the Holy Ghost lead me today. Are you going to help me preach this morning? Second Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, and then we will be turning also to Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. Again, that is 2 Corinthians 10, verses 3 through 5, and Ephesians 6, verses 10 through 13. I believe in God to do great things this morning. I believe in God to deliver some people, break some chains, set some people free today, open some people's eyes today. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. The Bible says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 13. Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. And the Bible says, Finally, my brethren... Be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Amen. I want to preach with the help of the Lord and with your help today. Prepared for war. Prepared for war. 
Why don't we enter into prayer right now and begin to war a little bit in the spirit. Father, we thank you for the word of the Lord that we've already heard this morning. And God, we're praying that you would speak clearly to us, God. Open up our ears to hear what the Spirit has to say and our eyes to see what you have to show us, oh God. Give us minds to understand and a heart to receive, perceive and believe your word, oh God. I pray in the name of Jesus that we would be sensitive to the Holy Ghost, that we would be led by your Spirit, oh God, for without you we can do nothing. God, without you I am nothing. So take over my lips, God. Take over my body. Say what you want to say, God. God, remove my words. I don't want my words in it, but say Say whatever you want to say in this place, God. And do whatever you want to do in this place, God. Thy kingdom come and thy will be done in this house as you've ordained it in heaven. Let it so be done here in earth, oh God. We praise you for it. We thank you for it. Can we lift up the name of Jesus together? Come on, let's give God our greatest shout and our greatest praise for just a little bit. Hallelujah. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to be a little bit slower today, I think. We are not in a carnal battle. What did it say? The Bible said that we, we are, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We are not in a carnal battle. We are not in a war against flesh and blood. We are not fighting brother against brother and sister against sister. We are in a spiritual battle. People are not our enemies. I said people are not our enemies. We do not war after the flesh. We certainly are in a fleshly body and a carnal world, a temporary body and a temporal world, a corruptible body and a corrupt world. We are walking in, around, amidst, and among flesh at all times. However, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We struggle with our flesh a little bit. We have problems with our flesh. Our flesh gets in the way, but we are not fighting a fleshly war. Fleshly carnal weapons cannot win a real spiritual battle. Are you with me this morning? I know I'm preaching this to the Sunday morning crowd. But I believe God has given this for this specific crowd for you today. Fleshly carnal weapons cannot win a real spiritual battle. This is not a battle of bombs and guns. This is not a battle of nuclear weapons, mechanical weapons, and biological weapons. We've seen a lot of that in our days. But this kind of battle is not that kind of battle. This is a battle that can only be fought with spiritual weapons. Somebody say amen. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Ephesians 6, 11 through 12. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That is the tricks of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But what? But against principalities. Against powers. 
against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. The enemy has got a government set up in the spiritual realm. You've got principalities, you've got powers, you've got rulers of the darkness of this world, and you've got spiritual wickedness in high places, in heavenly places. You've got different levels of different devils throughout the spirit realm. You are fighting an army of devils. You are in spiritual warfare. We are not wrestling against flesh and blood. We are fighting against evil spirits. Can somebody say amen? The enemy you are fighting is very, very real. The spirit world we live among is very, very real. And you better open your eyes today and, and decide to understand what I'm talking about. The spirit world is more real than the world you see today with your physical eyes. Why do I say that? Because this world's going to pass away, but the spirit world's going to stay here. Your body's not always going to be here. Your flesh is not always going to be here, but you're always going to have a spirit. And that spirit's either going to go to heaven or hell. That's why you're trying to get your spirit right. That's why you're trying to get your soul right. Because you know there's an eternity. And so I say it again, the spirit world is more real than the world you see today with your physical eyes. The spirit world that we are in and around is not a fantasy world. Can I be real with you on a Sunday morning? A lot of people don't like this kind of preaching. But the spirit world is not a fantasy world. The spirit world is not a figment of your imagination. The spirit world is not make-believe. The spirit world is not some comic book. It's not, it's not just some TV show. The spirit world is the real world. That's why we're fighting in this world. If you don't believe me, I have story after story. Of spirits coming after me. Spirits coming after my family. I've, and maybe not everybody faces it the way I do. And I don't expect you to. But I've had them come against me. I had one time I was walking my, my baby to sleep. And, and she was having a hard time going to sleep this time. And I was walking into the closet. Is this okay if I tell just a little bit? I was walking into my walk-in closet because it was nice and dark in there. I figured she would go to sleep better in there. And so I'm walking around in there and, and praying a little bit and trying to get her to go to sleep. And she just would not go to sleep. Couldn't figure it out. Then I felt this presence come up to the door of the closet. I, and to be honest, I wasn't thinking about anything about spiritual. I wasn't being spiritual mind. I'm just telling on myself. But I, I just felt a presence come up to the door and I thought it was my wife. I'm not saying my wife is evil. I just thought I wasn't being spiritually discerned. I, I, I thought it was my wife that came up to the door. So, so I'm, I turn around because, you know, she would normally come and check and see if, if the baby's okay. It wasn't going to sleep that fast. So I was like, I, I started walking back towards the door. And all of a sudden I realized that's not my wife. That, that ain't my wife standing there at the door. And so I, I, I start to pray. I wasn't, wasn't going to pray loud because I was trying to get the baby asleep. And so I started praying. And, and I was like, I, I started rebuking. I rebuke in the name of Jesus. I come in you to leave. You don't belong here. You know, I'm kind of quiet and just, just praying. I believe that you don't have to shout to get a devil out. And so I started praying against it. And this is the weirdest thing. I've never had it happen before. Never had it happen since. But the devil talked back to me and said, I'm not scared of you. 
something rose up in me when it said that. I wasn't scared the whole time. But he was scared because the devil's a liar. And he said, I'm not scared of you. And so you know what I did? The Bible says we know not how to pray as we ought. So I started speaking in tongues. Because the Spirit will make intercession for you. Well, my English words didn't work here. Let me speak in tongues. So I started praying in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I started praying in the Holy Ghost just like it hit me right there. And, and, and all of a sudden the Spirit talked to me again. I've never had a Spirit argue with me. But it said, I'm not scared of you speaking in tongues. And something really rose up in me at that point in time. Oh, yes, it did. And I was reminded of a moment. It was last summer, as a matter of fact, that right here, Sister Moretta, I hope you don't mind, I already called you out. Sister Moretta came and, and prophesied. She spoke in tongues and gave the gift of tongues and gave an interpretation to my wife. And I listened, I came in, I came in right in the middle of it. And, and, and one of the things she was saying is she said that there's been spirits that's been coming to your house and attacking you. And the, and the Lord has banned them from your house. Moretta did not, you didn't know anything about it, did you? You had no idea. She had no idea. She was just following the Holy Ghost. That's all she was doing. She was interpreting what the tongue that, that God had given her. And she said, these spirits are banned from your house. And I see angels at every window and every door. And there's angels all around your house. I was reminded immediately of that word of God that he had spoken to us. And I, and I, started, I started speaking in English again. And I said, devil, the word of the Lord said that you are banned from my house. You better get out of my house. You do not belong in my house. You do not live here. This is the house of the Lord. And there are two angels. I said it. I felt it in the Holy Ghost. I said, there's two angels right here about to escort you out of my house. And I'll tell you, that thing left immediately. It was gone because there's power in the word of God and now I'm reminded Jesus faced the same thing did he not he quoted the scripture against the devil and the devil would come back to him again it happened three times did it not happened three times but every time that the devil would try to tempt him and say something against him Jesus would argue back with the word of the Lord because there's power in the word of God just speak the word and the devil has to listen ain't no devil in hell stronger than the word of God but I tell you that because I want you to know that the spirit world is real. You may not see it all the time. I don't see it all the time. But I know it's real. If the Holy Ghost is real, the spirit world is real. If angels are real, demons are real. Come on now. I've had them. I, let me tell you a little bit more. I've had them come in, torment me in my dreams. And, and all of a sudden I'd wake up and I'd have one on my chest. It wouldn't let me get up, wouldn't talk, let me talk, wouldn't let me do anything. And I was stuck there on my bed for a little bit. I, don't, I feel like there's some people in here who's experienced the same thing. Wouldn't let me do a single thing. And, and all of a sudden, I got just enough strength to say in Jesus' name. And as soon as I did, it left the room. 
Can I go a little bit more? I was praying here one day, praying real good. You know what I'm talking about, praying real good. And I started getting a little sleepy praying real good, you know? You know what I mean? I, I just got a little tired and a little exhausted. I wanted to worship El Shaddai, you know what I'm saying? And, and so I started praying a little bit. And, 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 and I started getting really sleepy. And all of a sudden, I was like, well, I'm just going to come pray over here instead of walking back and forth. I'm just going to pray right here. I believe this was the spot, if I'm not mistaken. And I started praying. And, oh, God, help me, Lord, you know, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 And then I, before I knew it, I was out. And it wasn't very long, but I started having a dream while I was right there, leaned up against that thing. And the dream, it was very short because I woke up out of it quick. There was a bull somewhere, I think right here maybe, a big black bull with horns on it. You're going to think I'm crazy after today. That's okay. But there was a, there was a big black bull that was, that was huffing and puffing, about to come and attack me from this, this aisle right here and was about to come and get me. And it kind of startled me in my dream, so I woke up. I woke up, and when I woke up, I couldn't get up. I was stuck, leaned over, and I had my eyes open, and all I could do was look back and forth. What's going on? I couldn't talk. I couldn't do anything because the devil had me pinned up against the, the altar. And so I, I tried my best with my eyes open, looking around, trying to think of what to do. I, I, I finally got some strength in me, and the Holy Ghost helped me. And I said, in the name of Jesus, and it left. I had all power again. Had all strength again because there's power in the name of Jesus. We are in a spiritual battle, but the God we serve is stronger than any devil that will ever fight. I've seen angels. I've seen demons. I've seen them time and time again because the spirit world is real. The devil is a spirit, and therefore the spirit world is real. If you believe in Satan, you believe in the spirit world. If you believe in angels, you believe in the spirit world. If you believe in God, you believe in the spirit world. Don't go tell me a bunch of junk that that don't, that don't exist. Ghosts aren't real. Okay, I'll get, I'll get with you. Ghosts aren't real. The human ghosts, they either go to heaven or they go to hell. Am I right, Bishop? They either go to heaven or they go to hell. The, the rich man lifted up his eyes in hell he died and opened his eyes and he was in hell you're not fighting against human spirits you're fighting against demonic spirits I'm not talking about the spirit of your grandmother or the spirit of your enemy that died I'm talking about demonic spirits devils that should be in hell that will soon be locked up in hell catch what I said there the devil's loose right now. The devil's running around right now. You know, we, we, a lot of times, I, I just said it earlier, I catch myself. All the devils in hell can't stop us. Ever heard that terminology? All the devils in hell, the, the devils aren't in hell. There's a few of them that are bound. The Bible says that the angels that sinned were bound in the pits of hell. But there are angels that are loosed right now. Satan is loose roaming around the world. He's roaming up and down the earth looking whom he may devour. Is that not what the Bible said? He is loose right now trying to find somebody to attack, trying to find somebody to devour. I'll remind you of the story of Judas. When Judas made up his mind he was going to betray Jesus, Satan entered into him. Satan can't be in hell and on earth at the same time. Satan's not that good, folks. Stop giving him all the credit. Satan ain't that good. God's the only one that's omnipresent that can be everywhere at once.
And so Satan's loose right now, trying to fight you, trying to destroy your life trying to mess up your family and it's probably not Satan himself it's probably one of his minions it's probably one of his devils one of his team members one of the people in the army of the enemy he's coming against you because the spirit world is real and the spirit world is after you does anybody believe it this morning you've got to get an understanding that the spirit world is real you can't be carnally minded and win against a spiritual enemy Can I say that again? You can't be carnally minded and win against a spiritual enemy. So therefore, I don't believe one bit in that phrase that you're too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. Because my Bible says over and over and over that for to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And the Bible says that great peace have they that love thy law, that meditate on it day and night. That, 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 that uh, God will give you peace because you have your mind stayed on him. Not on him at church, but stayed on him. Is anybody with me this morning? The reason that terminology even came out was because there's some carnal preachers and some carnal saints that wanted to get away with thinking carnally minded every once in a while. Get, tune out of the spirit and tune into the world. That's what they wanted to do. But if you'll stay in tune with the spirit, you're more earthly good than you could ever be if you were carnally minded. If you are carnally minded, you'll never be of, of any effect on this earth because you'll be just like everybody else. You will not be able to, to help the addict because you will be an addict. If you, if you are not spiritually minded, you will not help this world one bit. You, I'll, I'll reframe that word. You cannot be any earthly good unless you are spiritually minded. You have got to be aware of what's going on around you. Can't be carnally minded and win against a spiritual enemy. Carnal weapons will not win a spiritual battle. Does anybody believe that? Because we wrestle not against flesh and blood. There is a spirit behind the actions of the flesh. The reason people are crazy and insane and aggravating and rude and crude and mean and evil is not solely because of their flesh. Yes, their flesh is evil. But there is often a spirit that will attach themselves to those people that continually fall to the same sin. They'll attach themselves and they'll be behind their actions and helping them do evil. There is an evil spirit hiding behind the veil of the flesh. People are not our enemies. Can I preach that for just a little bit? People are not our enemies. So stop getting on Facebook and posting about people, people, people. I wonder what would happen if we had as many prayer warriors as we do Facebook warriors. tearing down people to try to cover up your own nasty flaws if you knew the spirits that these people were facing you might just shut your mouth if you knew the attack they've been going on in their life you might shut your mouth and pray for them instead of tearing them down some more 
You ain't nothing more than a devil yourself if you keep tearing them down. He's the accuser of the brethren. You're no more like the devil than when you start accusing people and tearing people down. People are not your enemies. The devil's your enemy. Spirits of, of hell are your enemy. Somebody say it's a spirit. It's a spirit. That's why people go crazy. That's why people lose their mind. That's why people cuss you out. Don't you start cussing them out because they started cussing you out. Because you're letting the devil use you just like the devil's using that person. You've got to understand there's a spirit behind that person. They've been attacked day and night. You didn't know that they just about tried to commit suicide last night. And now you're letting your flesh get in the way. And you're tearing them down. They might go and commit suicide tonight. You've got to get your mind right. You've got to understand you're not fighting a carnal battle. You're fighting a spiritual battle and you're doing exactly what the enemy wants you to do because these spirits are trying to cause disunity and division because they understand that you have no clue what's going on behind the scenes you can't fight an enemy that you don't know what they're doing you can't fight an enemy that you don't know anything about Come on. Before an army even goes to war, they get the strategies together. They get plans together. They try to figure out what this enemy's got. What does this enemy have? What is this enemy able to do? You've got to understand the enemy you're facing. You've got to be prepared for war. If you don't know, then these spirits will manipulate you and use you. And they'll cause disunity and division. Why? Because the kingdom of darkness is very unified and in order. The kingdom of darkness has great unity. You never find throughout the scriptures a devil fighting another devil. You never find another witch fighting another witch. You never find a warlock fighting another warlock. You never find Satan fighting himself for a house that that is against itself cannot stand. You never find the enemy fighting against itself. It's not until you look into the church that you see brother fighting against brother. My God, sister fighting against sister. Mama fighting against daddy husband fighting against wife brother against sister you see all these things because we are not kingdom minded we are not spiritually minded and the devil is trying to cause disunity among us he knows there's power in unity but if you don't know what's going on behind the scenes he'll use you to cause division the devils are unified in one accord to disunify and break the cord of the people of God You've got to understand the enemy that you are facing because the enemy you are fighting today is very, very real. Therefore, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Carnality and carnal thinking will not win this battle. Carnal thinking will not win this battle. You can't watch enough TV to win this battle. You can't watch enough uh, anything to, to win this battle. You cannot be carnally minded and win the battle against a spiritual enemy. You have to get your mind in the Holy Ghost. You've got to get your head in the prayer closet. You've got to be a, a keen and aware of what the enemy is trying to do in your life. You've got to know about your enemy. Amen. Amen. Second Corinthians 10 and 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. What does that mean? That means we are in war, but we're not in war after the flesh. 
We're not in war after fleshly means and, and doing it through fleshly tactics and fleshly plans and fleshly weapons we are in a spiritual war you are in war you have been under attack you have been fought tooth and nail by the enemy is there anybody in here that knows what I'm talking about you are in war your family is under attack your marriage is under attack your mind is under attack you keep feeling like you're going to lose your mind your body's under attack you keep losing your health your business is under attack your finances finances are under attack your prayer life is under attack your salvation is under attack does anybody know what I'm talking about The devil's trying to fight you, trying to destroy your family, trying to destroy your marriage, trying to make you lose your kids to hell, trying to make you lose your mind and leave the church. Right now is not the time to backslide. Right now is not the time to get out. Right now is not the time to lose your mind. Right now is the time to get prepared for the war because there's a war going on right now in your home, in your life, in this church. There's some devils that's followed some of you in here right now. There's some devils. The devil will come to church to try to disrupt church. The devil will come the church to try to mess up things but I rebuke every devil right now in the name of Jesus I command every evil spirit to flee by the power of the name of the Lord Jesus you're in war and you've got to be ready at all times You've got to have your armor on. You've got to have your weapons on you. You've got to be prepared for war. No army goes to battle without their weapons. No army goes to battle unprepared. No soldier goes into the battlefield without having his armor and his weapons on him. You cannot forget your weapons. You cannot forget your armor. You've got to, you've got to be ready at all times. Prepared for war because it's on right now can I read a little scripture Ephesians 6 10 through 18 finally my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might finally 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 my brethren be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. How are you going to do that? You're going to do that through getting into the prayer closet. You're going to do that through praying and getting in the spirit. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there's power. The Bible says after that you've received the gift of the Holy Ghost, you shall receive power. If you don't have the Holy Ghost, you need to receive the Holy Ghost today. Because you will receive power when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But if you have the Holy Ghost. Don't let it lie dormant inside of you. Get in the prayer closet and pray until you get a breakthrough and you can pray in tongues. That's how you're going to build your strength. That's how you're going to exercise in the spirit. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Then it says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The devil's tricky. That's why you have to have the whole armor of God on at all times. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, I'll tell you right now, you can stand if you'll put on the whole armor of God. You can stay standing if you'll put the armor of God on. You don't have to keep falling down. You don't 
don't have to keep tripping up. You don't have to keep falling into sin. If you'll put on the armor of God. Then it says, stand therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. And watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. And just for a minute, I want to break down the armor of God. First of all, you put on the your you put on your loins a girdle of truth. You put on the belt of truth. Why? Because everywhere you go, you want to reproduce truth. You don't want to be living. You don't want to be telling lies. You don't want to be telling gossip, and you don't want to be torn down by lies. You've got to have truth on your belt. You have to have a girdle of truth on you that whatever you produce in your fruitfulness will be right, will be holy, will be good. Because the Bible says, "Herein is my Father glorified." that you bear much fruit. God wants you to be fruitful, but you've got to protect your fruitfulness with truth. You've got to put truth on your loins. Somebody say amen. Then it says, having on the breastplate of righteousness. The next thing you've got to put on is righteousness on your chest. You've got to have righteousness that'll guard your internal organs and that'll guard your heart. You've got to have righteousness on your heart. You've got to have righteousness and holiness and purity on your heart because the enemy would love to put some evil in your heart. The enemy would love to put some malice in your heart. The enemy would love to put some gossip in your heart. He would love to put some bitterness in your heart. But you've got to cover it with righteousness righteousness and holiness put on the breastplate of righteousness so your heart will be protected because the heart where you can either die or live depending on how your heart is protected you gotta have the breastplate of righteousness the next thing it says that you have to have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. That means you have to have your war boots on, your combat boots. You've got to have it on. You've got to be prepared with the gospel of peace. Everywhere you set your foot, you're prepared to speak the gospel. I wonder how many people are here that's, that's prepared to speak the gospel to somebody. You ain't got to be behind the pulpit to speak the gospel. But everywhere you're going, you're prepared with the gospel of peace. You've got to have your feet prepared. Why? So that you can walk on all terrain. So you can walk on anything. You can walk on the hard rocks and you can walk in the desert land. And you won't slip up when you fall. And when you get when you get close to ice, you won't fall because you, you have your combat boots on. You're prepared with the gospel of peace. And the gospel of peace will bring you peace. That means you've got peace on your feet. The reason you keep falling, the reason you keep failing, the reason you keep slipping and tripping up is because you don't have enough peace in your life. If you had peace, you'd be content where you are. You wouldn't be looking for that drug. You wouldn't be looking for that high. You wouldn't be looking for that pleasure of sin. If you had enough peace, the Bible says that the peace of God shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. If you'll have peace, you're going to be okay. You won't lose your mind. If you'll have peace, you won't lose your soul. You've got to have peace on your feet everywhere you go. Oh, you have to have peace. Somebody say peace. The next thing, above all, the shield of faith. 
You've got to hold up that shield of faith that no matter what the enemy throws at you, you've got faith to come against it because the Bible says that the shield of faith will quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. There's no dart the enemy can throw at you that the shield of faith can't quench. You've got to have faith. You've got to get in the prayer room until you get faith. The Bible says that when, when, um, when the disciples were trying to cast out a devil, they couldn't cast it out and, and they asked Jesus, why can't we cast it out? And you did it. He said, because of your unbelief first. He, they didn't have enough faith. But then he said, this kind comes not out but by prayer and by fasting. And, he, and what is that saying? You cannot get that kind of faith to cast that kind of devil out until you have prayed and fasted enough. You want to get the shield of faith? You've got to get in the prayer closet and you've got to start fasting. You've got to get yourself ready for battle. You've got to be prepared for war. Somebody say amen. amen. Then it says the helmet of salvation. You've got to protect your mind. Your mind's one of the most important things you have. If you lose your mind, you'll lose your soul. If you lose your mind, you'll lose your, your eternity to a devil's hell. You've got to have your mind protected. The helmet of salvation. You've got to think thoughts of salvation. Think thoughts that, that will save you. Saving thoughts, holy thoughts, righteous thoughts, godly thoughts. You've got to put the helmet of salvation on that no thought that the devil tries to put in your mind will be able to penetrate that helmet of salvation. If you think saved thoughts, you'll have a saved life. But if you think evil thoughts, you'll have an evil life. You've got to have the helmet of salvation on your head. Somebody say amen. The next thing it lists is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. But I would tell you a little bit deeper that there's two words in the Greek for word, logos and rhema. Logos, in short, is the thought, plan, and even written word of God. The rhema of God is the logos quickened into your life, made alive into your life for a specific moment, for you specifically. When God has spoken a word over your life, that's a rhema word of God. What I'm speaking right now is a rhema word of God to you. And so when you get out your sword and you have your shield of faith in you, you start to pull out that sword, you're pulling out just like I did. I told you to remember. Just like I did in that closet. I pulled out my sword. And I said the Lord said unto me that the, that the devils are banned from my house and I've got angels here. So I'm about to pull my sword out. I tried my shield of faith but you wouldn't leave. I'm about to pull a sword out on you buddy and you're about to leave because the word of the Lord will slice any devil in half. You got to have your sword out. Hold on to the promises of God that he's spoken to you. Hold on to the things God has declared over your life. Hold on to the things that God puts in you as you're praying and you feel a word for you specifically from the word of God that he quickens in you. You've got to speak that word. That's how you use your sword. That's how you use the sword of the spirit. Then it says the next weapon. You ready? Praying always. He didn't have anything to compare it to. He didn't have a weapon powerful enough to compare to prayer. Even if he knew about nukes and bombs, he wouldn't be able to compare to prayer. Because prayer can do anything that God can do. Is everybody with me today? Prayer can do anything that God can do. He said pray always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and supplication for all saints. You've got to be praying not only prayers in English but prayers in the spirit it says because the spirit will make intercession for you when you do not know how to pray as you all go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost will take care of that spirit for you. The Holy Ghost will take care of that problem for you. Learn to pray in English and learn to pray in the spirit 
spirit. Let God have you praying always. Let God be in you where you're praying always. You've got to have yourself prepared for war. And then it says, lastly, watching with all perseverance. Watching. You got to keep your eyes open. That's why I preached the first part of the message to you. Is because you have to have your eyes open to the spirit world. You got to know what's real. You got to know that the enemy you are fighting is real. Second Corinthians ten and four. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. These weapons that you'll put on will defeat any stronghold in your life. It'll cast down any imagination that's coming against you. It'll cast down every high thing that's exalting itself against the knowledge of God. It'll bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. These weapons that you have are powerful weapons. These weapons that God has given you will defeat any devil that comes against you. You've got to learn to put on the whole armor of God. You've got to learn to be prepared for war at all times. You've got to keep your prayer and fasting up because you can't survive without prayer and fasting. You've got to keep your faith up because you can't quench fiery darts without having great faith. You've got to keep your mind in the game because you can't lose your mind right now. You've got to put the helmet of salvation on. You've got to keep your boots on so you don't slip up and trip up. You got to keep your loins girded about with truth so you ain't believing a lie. You got to keep righteousness on your heart so the devil can't get to your heart. You got to be prepared for war. Prepared for war. Prepared for war. There's a couple other weapons that, I, that I'm, I'm going to name that I'm getting close to a close. But there's a couple other weapons that the Bible mentions in a different passage. Revelation 12 and 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. What's that supposed to mean? The blood of a lamb is another weapon of your warfare. The blood of the lamb will defeat the enemy. And the word of your testimony, it will defeat the enemy. When the enemy starts coming against you, you just need to plead the blood of Jesus over your life. You need to, every day, you need to plead the blood of Jesus over your mind. You need to plead the blood of Jesus over your home. You need to plead the blood of Jesus over your family. You need to plead the blood of Jesus over your health. By his stripes we are healed. You have healing in the blood of Jesus. You have power. Power, power, wonderful work and power in the blood of the Lamb. You've got to put the blood of Jesus on your life for the blood is another weapon of the Spirit. And the last weapon. There's more, but this is the last one I'm going to talk about today. The last weapon is praise. Psalms 149, 6-9. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand. To execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people. To bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. To execute upon them the judgment written. This honor have all his saints. Then it says praise ye the Lord. Praise him because we have this honor. That when we lift up our voices in praise and we pull out the sword of the spirit. We're going to defeat the enemy. We're going to execute vengeance upon the heathen and punishments upon the people. What people? The people that are 
enemies, not, not real people, but, but evil spirits to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute judgment upon them. We can do these things when we begin to praise the Lord. Your praise is a weapon. Praise is not just a feel-good thing. Praise is a weapon. The devil starts getting scared when you begin to praise the Lord because he hates it. When you say, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. If you believe in one God, you do well. The devils also believe and they tremble. And when you lift up the one God, they begin to shake. And when you begin to lift up the one God, they begin to tremble. They get scared. They get nervous. When you tell the devil how great your God is, when you tell the devil that no devil can stop my God, no disease can stop my God, no sickness can stop my God no ailment can stop my God no addiction can stop my God can I just give him some praise right now my God is higher than any addiction he's higher than any problem he's higher than my worst circumstance he's higher than my worst addiction he's higher than any stronghold he's higher than depression he's higher than anxiety he's higher than fear he's higher he's He's higher. He's higher. He's stronger. He's greater. He's more powerful. Ain't no devil stronger than my God. Come on, give him great praise right now. Come on, knock down some Jericho walls right now with your shout. Musicians can be making their way up. Your praise is a weapon. The Bible says in, in the Old Testament that the Israelites were about to go to war and, and there was a battle plan from God and here it was. Appoint you singers and praisers to fight when, 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 we, when we go to battle. And when those singers and praisers begin to sing and praise, God sent ambushments. If you'll praise, God will do the fighting for you. If you'll learn to praise, God will begin to send ambushments against your enemies. If you'll learn to lift up the name of Jesus, God will start to fight for you. He'll say, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's who I am. I can do that. I'm the healer. Yeah, yeah, I am. I can heal you. You're the deliverer. Yeah, I am. I'll deliver you. When you begin to praise God, God begins to answer with some ambushments against the enemy. He starts sending angel armies against the enemy. you got to understand, you got angels on your side. There's no devil that can stop God and his angels. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear God. If you'll give God praise, God will send his angels to fight for you. These weapons are mighty weapons. These weapons are powerful weapons. These weapons are not carnal. It's not carnal thinking. It's spiritual thinking. It's praise in my lips. It's, it's prayers in my mouth. It's, it's the word of God on my mind. It's spiritual thinking. These weapons are mighty. These weapons are powerful. With these weapons, you are unstoppable. With these weapons, you shall not lose the battle. Can I encourage somebody today? You came here on your last leg. You came here with your last amount of energy. 
You came here about to give up. You're giving God one more chance. Who am I talking to today? You came in here and you thought you weren't going to make it out of here. You thought you were too sick. You thought you were too messed up. You thought you'd go right back to that drug. But I'm telling you today that you're going to overcome. You're going to win this thing. You shall not lose. You shall not lose. You shall not lose. If you'll put on the armor of God today, you shall not lose. If you'll get prepared for war, you will win this war. These weapons are unstoppable. These weapons are lethal to the enemy. These weapons will kill the enemy. These weapons will bind the enemy. These weapons will tear down strongholds. These, ah, these weapons will destroy anything that's come against you. You shall live and not die. You shall run and not grow weary. You shall walk and not faint. You shall mount up with wings like eagles and soar. You shall not be defeated. You shall not be destroyed. You shall not lose this battle. Oh, Paul said we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Does anybody believe what I'm preaching this morning? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. You've got the victory. You've got the victory. You've got the victory. You're going to overcome this. The altars are open right now. If you need victory today in your life, the altars are open right now. The altars are open right now for you to begin to come and lift up the name of Jesus and pray and put on the armor of God. You've been beat down, but you're not going to stay down. Hear me right now. You've been beat down, but you're not going to stay down. You came in here bloodied up and bruised up and messed up, but you're going to come out of here healed and strong and delivered. You're going to come out of here set free. You're going to come out of here a new person. You're an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ our Lord. stole from you you're gonna take back the children that the enemy stole from you you're gonna take back the health that the enemy stole from you you're gonna take it back by the power of God come on give God praise right now give God praise right now get in the spirit right now let the spirit of warfare come on you right now Time to get prepared for the battle and fight back right now.
powerful word we heard this morning. What a powerful word we heard this morning. Come on, let's remember that we're in a war. And it takes all of us. We're the army of the Lord. Don't forget we have Be Free this afternoon at 5 o'clock. Please participate. It doesn't matter if, if you have an addiction. Maybe you know somebody that does. You don't have to have any of those things. Just come and join us and be a part. And remember, prayer, 6 o'clock this afternoon in the prayer room. Let's come on. Let's be ready for.